0: What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with my co-host. Anaya Bogue. Partner in crime, Anaya Bogue. Rad Parenting, taking over what I will call, is airwaves? Are we on the airwaves?
1: What do we call it?
0: I don't know. We're just the podcast masters of disaster.
1: There's a lot of negative language that you're using, Joe. Are we doing bad things?
0: No, not even. Not even. (laughs) Taking over. I think it's all of the. I think I think it's. You know what it is today. Before you got here, I was listening to like I uh, Spotify will make me a playlist. Yep. So it was just all these, like so much music. I was like listening to Warren Zevon, which I never listened to in my entire life. But it was this playlist. Who knew who that, that is. They would yeah. It would go straight from that into like a Dylan song, into an Elvis Costello song, into. The bur- I don't know. It was just like this old school playlist.
1: I love it. I, that's I, why I, love, I love Spotify and Pandora for that reason that they just like stuff you wouldn't even listen to otherwise. Yeah,
0: I just love music. There's
1: a nice plug. The reason
0: I was listening to so much music is uh, th- as we're talking, my daughter is taking her finals. And uh, by the time this airs, we'll have had this party that she's throwing at the house, which. When uh, is that happening? That's happening in- tomorrow. Oh wow by the time the show airs, the party will already have happened, yes, yes, so depending on you know the people that are listening to the show right now, you might have read about the party that happened at my house on the news I mean I hope not
1: <laughs> wait how many how many uh young people are coming Joe? well in
0: the in the vibe of rad parenting, we as the parents decided that if you're gonna have a party, have it at our house yep, great, and we ran the whole gamut with her, and I'll say i, I what I'll, what I love about my daughter is that she understood like, Hey, if we're going to have the party at my parents' house, you know, number one rule was, uh, she said to me, and I make a joke about it all the time. She's like, dad, I want to have a party. And I always say on stage, I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Oh my gosh, dad, you're the greatest. Like no other parent would say that. And then she said, can I have music? Can we have food? I'm like, absolutely. She's like, dad, one more thing. I'm all anything, honey. Dad, can you not come to the party? (laughs) Oh, yes. And that's true. I
1: am remembering that yeah. from the last party, Chester. From the
0: last party. So that. Yes. Is will, that happening this time? That's happening this time.
1: She's a- she's asked you again well, not to be there? Well,
0: the reason I'm not. The reason that I'm not at the party isn't because she doesn't want me there. It's because of me. Well, I'm a super uptight dude. She doesn't want you to dude. stress out. I'm a super uptight dude. Yeah. As much as everyone would love to believe that I'm this awesome carefree <laughs> dad i'm not and i'm the i'm the like hey what's in the backpack what's your name what school do you go mm-hmm. to no you you know what's mm-hmm. going on who are these people who's mm-hmm. here and uh, in all honesty the kids that are coming to this party are you know they've got it together and, and
1: karen's I'm, super chill in karen that context comes,
0: karen stays my nephew comes down from santa cruz and he's like twenty-two years old, or uh-huh. something. So my nephew will be here, and my and and Karen, and they monitor the whole thing. And you know, the rules are no alcohol. Uh, you know, obviously they're not smoking weed or you know any of that. Just yeah. But you know, I, I'll be honest. There's that fear in the back of my mind of like I just keep thinking about what I was like at fifteen and sixteen, and there's I don't want Joe Sib, of Southern California, fifteen-year-old, <laughs> to come to my house because I know that. <laughs> What would happen? So <laughs> okay. it's such karma.
1: Wait. So what are they doing while they're here? What is their version of like, having right fun now. look like when they're at Joe Sib's house?
0: I'll tell you right now. When I came to the party, first of all, what like let me just go back. What I love really quick is the fact that she has really set up th- with her friends the way it has to roll if they're going to have this party at the house. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 been a whole conversation about that, which I thought was great. Like, Hey, I'm going to do this and we're going to have a party, but these things can't happen. Right.
1: So don't bother coming if you're not down with that.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Which I was like, wow, like there's, there's a bit of me in her. Like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with her. Um, And you know, what's crazy is that, is that she and her friends, I obviously am in charge of, you know, getting some food here and doing all of that, setting up the PA for the music. But, for the most part, they've really taken on upon themselves. The time it's going to happen, the party's going to go from like I think eight to midnight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way, midnight! You got to close it down at ten. And she's like, no, according to. And she went and went and like found out the from bylaws the city. For no, she knows the city laws. She's amazing. We, we live, you know, where we live. Yeah. And and she knows the city laws for. Um, I thought music had to shut down at ten, not where we live, eleven. I was like, "Wow, I like on a this Friday night eleven on a Friday night." Wow, and um, midnight is the cutoff. Like that's going to be it. And she went next door. I have these neighbors that live next door, super super cool, and they're, they they um, they have these two sons that are like ones I would say like twenty one or twenty two, and the yeah. other one's a little older. And the younger one who has had ragers next door, he knows all the party laws right. and how to throw these party how to throw a party. Yeah, and um. She, Karen and her talked him into, he's going to be kind of like, uh, like security kind of walking around the neighborhood street, making sure that no one's, and I was like, wow. And then I have to go to islands. I was,
1: that's where you went last year, I think too, right? That's your place. What do you do? Just like sip margaritas and have a big burger. What do you do?
0: Um, I usually dive into, uh, uh, they have, uh, they have the margaritas there and I usually dive into (laughs) some of these tacos and I watch surf videos. And just pray that I don't hear off in the distance. <laughs> You're like, what's going on? You know, like I just, I, I, I just, and you know what's funny it's though? Last show. year when you asked the question, what do they do at the party? Here's what yeah. they do at the party. I came back last year. Yeah, my daughter texted me because she always texts me, Dad, you, sh- you can come now. I'm like, okay, because once again, she's not that she doesn't want me here. She just knows, Dad, you will stress. Yes, you will stress, and. Last time I came back, and and it was it was these kids, and they were just sitting around in the front and backyard. And there was a bonfire, and and there was music on, but it was super low, and and they were just just
1: hanging chill. out. Wow, it
0: was not what I anticipated. Now maybe what I anticipated had happened a few hours earlier. Yes, but uh, see, that's we'll, a reasonable we'll possibility. See. But
1: Karen will be here, so
0: yeah, and we're just going with the whole idea of of what you and I talked about uh in our early episodes of making your house the hangout spot. Yep. And we're just gonna follow through with At least that. you know
1: what they're what they're up to and when I'm I gra-
0: and I am grateful that it's gonna be here. And also we've totally made it clear with, you know, all the other parents, like, hey, this is what's going on, you know, and yeah. this party's going on. You know, I remember last year, uh, it went well, so
1: yeah, here we go again.
0: Here we go again. Okay, I, I we hope look some forward year, to
1: a report after.
0: Yeah, I hope some year I can actually sit at the party and go through it. I do too. I don't
1: know. I just get nervous. Maybe instead of going to Islands, Joe, you should have a therapy session or a three. <laughs> just, a, Just a thought.
0: Oh, all right. Hey, I want to thank everyone. A little bit of business. Thank you guys so much. Those reviews that you guys put on iTunes, the reviews that everyone posts and taking the time to do that. I know it's a bit of a hassle. We read them, and they are so thoughtful and so great. I get scared when I read them because we've had eighty five five star reviews, and I just know that as much as those are so positive, I just fear the I love the show, but I hate Joe Sib, like I know that that will happen, you know i'm so I hope it doesn't. Uh-huh. Please take the time to go to iTunes. The reviews help us so much with getting the word out about the show. It, it gives us better placement on the iTunes page, and we're working on getting um, actually a featured spot um, on iTunes over the summer, which Aenea and I have to do a new photo shoot, and I can't get Aenea to do it. So What?
1: I, you know, you, Only because I'm not going to do it with like sweaty hair in my workout gear. I think
0: that's a good look.
1: Well, thank. you, I think, thank, thank I think you, that's Joe. a good look.
0: I think that's a good look for um, this show.
1: But it won't go well with your jeans won't go and t shirt look. I, it's I think easy I should have me. jeans and a t shirt on too. It's or easy
0: something. for me. Uh, so all those emails are all those. Uh, sorry, all the reviews. Thank you, and keep the emails coming. RadParenting at Gmail dot com, and you can always text the word parenting to thirty one thirty one thirty one, and we are building quite an, uh, a. Database or I gosh that's yeah. so not connected. Just a great group of friends that have been texting us, and I always text you guys the show early yesterday or when it came out on Tuesday. You get it right there to your phone.
1: Joe, you know, thank you so much for taking care of that. I know, on our I behalf. know,
0: I know, I know, I know. Super, super psyched. And today marks our first episode ever in our new studio.
1: It's bomb. I wish. And I'm going to take a photo of us. It. So good. Uh,
0: I'll take a selfie of us today and post it on the site. So when this comes out, you can check it out. With all that said. uh... Going back and forth with a lot of the different shows that we do, I felt that after reading a lot of the reviews and and different shows and their popularity and and also just looking at the shows we've been doing recently, we were doing shows with uh, kids that you know, maybe more in the toddler and then obviously the teenage. and and I felt like a show that we needed to do. It was an episode that you and I wrote down that we wanted to do, uh, kind of based on another episode. It was about that, you know, now you have a baby. Mm -hmm. Now what do you do the first 24 hours? And one of the things that we kind of jumped over in the first 24 hours is when mom and dad, not not me and you, but your parents or your in-laws, or your grandmother, or your uncle.
1: Your extended family members. They all
0: decide to show up to welcome home this beautiful bundle of love to the house. And oh my gosh, my mother-in-law's staying for three weeks. Or in the case of my friend who just had his second child, he told me his mother-in-law was coming to stay with them for two months. Wow. And was discussing with his wife <laughs> about maybe I should just live here because she lives far away. Mm-hmm. And he was just, Joe, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I reminded you today. Why don't we do something about that? Because let, let's just put this out there. How would you even navigate the 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 question or the conversation with your and I want to say, like I said, your own parents, mm-hmm. your spouse's parents, mm-hmm. your partner's parents mm-hmm. of, hey, you know, we, we want your help because you do, right? I mean, I know, that, I know that when we came home with our first child, it was nice having Karen's mom there. Yep. And they're super, super cool, but they were also in the same vicinity of where we live. Right. So it wasn't like- So they like, could go home, there you first go. of all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Now, on the other hand, I do remember the stories- and the visits from my own mom, Mm -hmm. more importantly, probably us going there. And there was a little battling or just confusion. Mm -hmm. And then with my dad visiting, that's just a whole other other story. But I kind of wanted to jump in to ask you for the parents that are listening, they've just had this baby and maybe they're living... Like right now, while they're listening to this podcast, they're like, oh my God, my mother-in-law is can hear through my headphones. Like, <laughs> what are you listening to? Oh my god! I mean, that could be happening <laughs> yes, right now. Yes. So let's open up that dialogue. How, when, what do you do to to maneuver in that world?
1: Yeah, that, it, this is a challenging one. It, it, it is. I mean, I was fortunate, and I, I'm just happy to plug my own mom because my mom has really consistently. Uh, in as in my own experience of becoming a parent been present whenever i need her like in a really lovely way like We're going to you know some vacation for five days, or there's this work trip, and you know, can you could you fly to LA to watch the girls, or could we pop them over to you? They live six months in uh, in Arizona and six months up in Canada, so so it's an interesting um, variety of possibilities. So she's always been really, they have always been really great with that. But when it comes to my mom being present, like when I first had my oldest daughter, I was actually my partner and I at the time were actually living in. their basement to just try to like hold it together because we knew we were eventually going to be moving down to the States, blah, blah, blah. And she was exactly like present and helpful, but not inserting herself or telling me what to do. And I think at the time I sort of just was like, oh, this is cool. But I realize now hearing these other much more challenging stories, what a huge gift that was. So it can be the other way. I'm doing that both to give my mom some much deserved credit, but also to say like, don't think that it has to be a nightmare. However, I think it is a natural inclination for people who have been through it, whether they're our parents or not, to want to offer parenting advice. And it... Usually comes with the best of intentions. Like I've been there. I've here's what I figured out through my struggle. Let me help you so you don't have to struggle as much. Um, but I think especially when you're dealing with in-laws, like it's one thing for us to have a conversation directly with our own parents and be like, "Mom, Dad, like I need you to back off," versus your husband's or your wife's parents inserting themselves and being like how do I tell these people in a way that's not going to make them hate me and say, I'm never coming back because you do want them to come back. You do want them to be part of your kids' lives. And
0: I'll tell you those conversations where you where it can come to the head is when you, I feel, don't let the air out of the balloon to have those conversations in a manner of we all have level heads opposed to, are you really talking to me right now while I'm nursing? Yeah. And I can't believe you just came in here. And are you really pointing, what are you putting on my nipple? This is, we- you know, I mean,
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right? Joseph, really? That's the I love it. I mean, I love that no, that's but, the example you came up
0: with. Yeah, because I I the nursing thing is always, "Well, when we had you, this is yeah. what happened, honey." And, "Oh, you're making such a big deal out of it." Let you know and back and forth. Yes. Uh the conversation that that you're talking about, the first thing that comes to my mind is is that and we didn't do this, but would you almost say to have these conversations while your child's still like in the oven, like, please, hey. always. Like, just okay. as a rule
1: of thumb, and I think we've said this multiple times on the show, it's always easier to be proactive than it is to try to like fix something after. It doesn't yeah. mean it's impossible, and there's much to be learned as well through the struggle of trying to fix it once it's already in play. But I think that human beings in general respond better when it's like you're inviting them to come on board with the way that you're going to do something versus. Allowing them to sort of play things out in the way that they think is right and then having to be like, oh, uh, that's not really working for us. Cause people tend to get defensive. Like having
0: them be a part of the conversation that's opposed right. to giving them the Heisman. Exactly. Hey, don't do that anymore.
1: Exactly. And I think the first conversation needs to happen between with you and your partner, right? Like ideally, baby's in the womb, and you're like, okay, he or she is gonna be here fairly soon. Um, you know, it's gonna be awesome to have help from your parents and my parents, but here's some of the concerns I have because we've you probably already have experience just in your marriage buying a house where you're gonna live financial decisions where your parents again with very good intentions are inserting themselves or like huh why are you doing that where do you think you're how are you gonna have money to retire when you're spending all that money like my parents blows their freaking minds that we pay the kind of rent and mortgages that we pay here in Los Angeles they just can't get their heads around it um so there's you know there's also generational things like my I hear this story all the time when my brother was very very little like just teething age so you know itty bitty my parents left him with my paternal grandparents and they came back and this kid was screaming bloody murder. And my mom's like, what happened? Like what's going on? And my grandmother said, well, you know, we could tell he was teething. So we put a little whiskey on his gums (laughs) 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 and it did not go over well. My brother had had this, like, he was like totally red, like getting a rash, having an allergic reaction to the whiskey. But to my grandmother, that was what you did, right? Couldn't hold his liquor. Couldn't hold his liquor. There's generational (laughs) things that are going to come into play. So yes, anticipating how do we create the best case scenario involving our parents because we want them to be involved. We know they're going to be, want to be involved, but how do we set boundaries to invite them to be involved, but let them know what our own plans are as a couple, as the, the primary parents and caregivers of this new little human being are so that they can, they can get on board from the beginning and not feel like we're stopping them from doing something that they're like really enthusiastic about In, doing. in
0: your opinion, how soon should relatives uh, come to the home? to visit and possibly lend a hand.
1: That's Does that a, really depend on that's a on very the... personal decision. It's also, and we know Dr. Suzanne brought this up on one of the shows she was on, there's also some cultural bits to this, right? Because Absolutely. for in some cultures it's just what you do. Like the family is present from the very beginning and they bring food and like this is what we do and and to say no to that feels offensive. Um, and I still think that you don't necessarily just succumb to that. I think it real is really really important as part of the many parenting conversations that you are trying to have with your partner in advance of having this baby, to flesh that out and say, how do we feel about this? I know the rest of our family has done this for generations, but does this really work for us? And now in a time when you have like col- mixed cultures, like where there was a time when you know everybody who lived in a particular community were of the same culture and had the same traditions and blah blah blah. Now that we have you know mixed race couples, mixed cultural couples it 's a very different scenario where you 're blending different ways of being and doing things in the world
0: as you're as you're saying those basically basically how much has changed i 'm mm-hmm. just thinking about all the photographs I saw of my own uh, dad and his family and and such a huge italian family that mm-hmm. that when when a newborn came into someone's family, it was, it was, and at that time too, is, is that a lot of, a lot of the, I think the grandparents, his great grandparents or an uncle or, or an aunt, they would live in the same house. Like a Mm -hmm. lot of people, multi, multi-generational, generational generational house, everyone living together. Whereas now we are so spread out. And even here in Los Angeles with having my mother-in-law able to come up and help, I don't, I don't, there was never any nightmare stories, but how does it even work? So you have the conversation. Lo- I love that you're saying, hey, have the conversation early, right? With your, par- and with your, with partner, your partner first. Okay.
1: Then decide how you're taking that to the parents.
0: Take, t- taking that to the parents. And then what would be some, if you were to say it a broad stroke, just some of the topics that you'd say, hey, let's bring this up to your parents or my parents when... So, you know, when, when our little bundle of love yep. walks through that door and is it, is it setting up like a schedule of like, hey, give us, you know, a week yeah. so we can get acclimate. I think mean, what are some of those types yeah. of so I questions think- that you could say that, and, and maybe some of the bigger picture stuff so it's just discussed then right. under cool heads opposed to right in the moment like we just, you know. The- okay.
1: So so there's a couple things. So first of all, to answer your question about like what is, what is the amount of time, will you decide as a couple... What amount of time you think you're going to want to have just the three of you or just the four of you, or you know whatever, but I would say because there's lots of wild cards right in bringing a new little person into the world, I would have that other adult in your life, whether it's a, a an in law or a parent or whatever, on standby or a friend or friend exactly yeah. like. We are thinking that we kind of want the first week or the first two weeks to kind of just be in our little bubble with our new little family or new family member. Um, But we'd really like... We think that you'd be kind of the ideal person for us to have on standby so that if it turns out that like things are a little more crazy than we realized or we're dealing with unknowns, that you would be the person that we know could come in and roll with us and just sort of be an extra set of hands or, or whatever. So I would strongly suggest that you identify that, that person. Exactly. The yeah. person you know that has not got their own ego so wrapped up in like how this kid is going to be parented, that they truly are just like, we just want to be a support. You tell us what you need and we're there for you. Yeah. That is your ideal pick yeah. for the person you want to have on standby and and they're that's what they are they're on standby they're ready to go maybe it's a week 10 days 2 weeks whatever in terms of the broader like all of those other like bits that factor in here i am going to recommend that anybody who's has a baby on the way that you go back to our episode on the things that you should talk about before that baby comes
0: yeah we had we did a whole episode dedicated it was just a few weeks ago it was dedicated to all the conversations or or at least a handful of them that you have with your partner before you decide to have a child right which was a great episode because we talked about what kind of religion who's That's gonna right. go to work when someone gets sick all of, all these of those topics. things so, who's getting
1: up with the baby there you go. what kind of like what are you what are you doing in terms of 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 diet? What are you doing in terms of sleeping? Like, are you co-sleeping? Is the kid in a bassinet beside you? Blah, blah, blah. All of those things, again, because it starts with you and your partner making those decisions as two, you know, hopefully well-informed adults who are (laughs) setting out on this journey together. Then once you two are solid in that, I would highly, highly recommend that you not Enter into a conversation with third and fourth and fifth parties before you two are really solid on what you want to do. At least what you think you want to do. Because again, we know that there's wild cards and it may change when this, once this little person arrives. Then you go and you decide, okay, what are the things that we're pretty sure knowing our parents as well as we do that are going to be things that we know they're going to be really supportive with? And I would definitely choose those things too, that you know that are going to be easy for them and they're going to be great cheerleaders and helpers. And what are the things that are going to be a little more dicey? And then you approach it with the, like the Oreo sandwich method where you start out with, Here's one of the things we are so psyched about you helping us with because I know how good a job you did with me or I know how good a job you did with my wife or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you put after that, the thing that you're concerned about here's the thing that we're going to try. And we're thinking that that might be sort of like, you know, maybe short circuiting to you or maybe harder for you to get your head around, but we're really hoping that you'll sort of cheer us on and or, or just do your best to kind of let us play this out. And it may turn out, you know what, that we have to do it exactly the way that you did it with us, but we're going to try this new thing. And then you end it again with, just want to tell you that we are realizing now as we're becoming parents, what an amazing job you did as parents and how much of the things that you did with us that are going to be great guidance for us. And that allows a person on the receiving end of all of this information or requests or whatever to not have their defenses up because their ego is not being like poked at. Like, what are you saying? I wasn't a good parent. Like, what are you saying? The way that I did it was not acceptable, which makes people defensive and gets them to shut. Well, fine. I'm not even going to come and visit the baby. You guys do what you want to do. And
0: that that particular situation that you're talking about is so easy to happen so fast. I remember visiting my mom. I've told the story, I think, on the show before when my daughter was probably maybe two or three years old, not even two or three years old. She was, gosh, maybe just just turned 1 mm-hmm. it was in the early stages it was on our first road trip we went up to santa cruz mm-hmm. it was during the winter it, and I, and we get up there and And she developed a cold. It was one of our first times dealing with it. And that turned into a fever. And immediately I declared Santa (laughs) Cruz has gotten her sick. It's always, and I think we even declared it's always cold up here. It's Northern California in November could get cold. Uh We were out of our trees in the middle of the night. I loaded up the car with uh, the intent to drive back to Southern California where (laughs) there are no germs and everything is great. And everything's awesome. And my mom was such a champ. She sat there and, and got up because, we, you know, my was daughter the middle was in the night. middle of the night, obviously. <laughs> and she sat there. And I remember as we proceeded to load the car up, and she just kind of let us go follow through with that plan of driving home at 3 in the morning. At a certain point, it was just my daughter, my wife, and, and myself talking to her. And, and she just said, you know she's going to be sick it's going to happen i don't think it was santa cruz and my mom went for kind of what you said like if it is my house i'll do whatever it takes you know to to make it warmer for you sure. I'll, you know and she was just so so such a champ about it but at the time, we were so out of our minds. And I want everyone that's listening to the show that has that, that newborn and is in that, i am just become a parent, you are going to lose it sometimes. You are going to be out of your mind. And I can tell you right now, when you're out of your mind, you don't think you are. You think, yes, I am going to get in the car and I am going to drive <laughs> six hours. Oh, and am I the lack of sleep? Oh, that's really smart. Like you start thinking crazy. And at the time... You understand why crazy people don't think they're crazy because yes. you're thinking these ideas of what you're are doing sound. are sound. <laughs> and and looking back on it, I remember over the years the story turned into such a moment that we always laugh about. Remember when you loaded up the car because you thought <laughs> Chessa couldn't be in uh, Northern California in
1: a, in, a, in a place where she might get a sniffle,
0: <laughs> and in the in, and in the same house I grew up in, right. and everything i I just remember looking back on that now and and it's funny because also with the with uh my mom and my dad, I was really, really lucky that they never uh threw out the well, it was good enough for you when you were a kid you know it was, right. was yeah you know, we didn't do it that way yes. they were Which very
1: would have been a defensive response
0: and I think we never had the conversation, but I think they knew just from my wife and I how we operate that we were gonna do it different, mm-hmm. and now. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, a lot of the things that we thought were so important, and a lot of the fights that we had, and a lot of the just putting our foot down. We are only going to eat this type of food. We're only going to do this. We are never going to have that. We're never going to have this. You know, I guarantee you, a lot of the nevers that we said are going to be happening at that party uh, this yep. e- this this weekend. This Friday, yeah, yeah, this Friday. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but also the battles that were important we held to. Right. And it was funny because at one point I I remember a few years ago I sent an email to my mom and dad. And and they're, you know, they've been separated for years. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I I sent an email to both of them. Nice. To my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because I was like, wow, well, I never address mom and dad. So I was like, Dad, I'm coming to town, what's right. up? Or hey mom, I'll see you. And yep. I sent them both to them. And it and it was this basically the saying, I just want to thank you both. For being so great because I am in the I am in the, the the ocean of parenting right now and I feel like I've paddled out here with no not even a boat I'm just out here like the, the, you water know, you know when the helicopter guy comes to pick the surfer that's you know got yep. dragged out in the current and he gets in that little basket and he's spinning up yeah. I feel that the helicopter guy was the parenting guy like later just threw me out and, the, and it's my wife and I <laughs> just swimming and the only thing we have to float on is our kid. so you can't do yeah, that you know. Nope. And uh, and I just thank them because there was so many times that, that as you go through this journey of being a parent mm-hmm. that you really want to do – you want to do it different than your own parents. But I do feel that looking back on it from my own personal experience, there were a lot of points that we felt were so important. And looking back on it, if I could say anything – just don't take yourself so seriously and don't take, I know this sounds crazy, don't take the job so seriously, but you also have to realize people have been doing this for a long time, for since the beginning of time.
1: Yeah, and and I think that there's, you know, just like, us, you know, as as parents, ma- making sure that our kids have room to figure things out for themselves, you know, because we do the same thing in our everyday. Those of us who have children who are a little bit older, you know, we're using our own experience in the same way that we're talking about our parents using their experience we as parents our, to inform us. We don't want us. our kids to struggle. No, and I'm we, that, guilty of we that. We do a whole episode on that, but, we but the reality is that there were things that you and Karen learned that you needed to learn for yourselves. And what a beautiful thing that your mom was able to kind of just hang back, you know, in a really beautiful way, be like, you know, if there is something to do with this, I'm totally down because this matters to me and your kid matters to me and blah, blah, blah. But you do what you need to do because you're going to get quicker to whatever it is you need to learn as a parent yourself if the people around you are giving you the space to do that.
0: Once again, that almost goes back to someday when you and I are the grandparents and you're still letting your kids have that moment of of not letting them learn how to be a parent on their own without trying to overshadow which I know for me uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be such a great grandparent I'm going to be like I'm going to be full hands off dude I'm just going to be like what I'm going to be the guy that's just like, all right, your turn.
1: Well, I'm, I think, and I think the great thing about this. grandparenting is you have a different kind of responsibility. But anyway, so I, <laughs> think, I think what we want to make sure though that we say, because I think the one piece we haven't touched on here, Joe, so we've talked about the importance of having the conversations first with your I, partner.
0: Yeah, the, the way I, basically it was uh, having the conversation with your partner, first. recap. Have a conversation with your partner, talk about all the possible scenarios that you might want to share that are cool and not cool with your potential in-laws coming. Yep. Uh, and then also then when cool heads prevail, baby four, babies there. Uh, whether it's a phone call, whether it's uh, a Skype or in person, having that conversation and going with what you said, the Oreo method, which I love, mm-hmm. uh, started out with a positive. You guys are yep. so rad. Well, we're, this is the frosting. Yeah. We're kind of worried about the fact that you have guns and you like to watch the news at full volume all the time. <laughs> And yep. you, you target practice in the living room while drinking whiskey. That kind of freaks yeah. us out a little bit. Just but, and then you put the Oreo cookie. But it's pretty rad that you do that, and it worked for me.
1: Right. We're just going to try something a little different. We you love go. your support with that. Okay. Now, the, the last third part? thing that we have to remember is, and this is where it can get dicey, and this is where the really tough boundary setting happens. Because even with the Oreo method, and let's assume that that's going to work with a lot of a lot of parents. For some, it is not and that's when i feel like we face the challenge of one partner saying but it's my mom like i don't know how to you know Good blah blah point. blah right or and and the thing is that's why it's so important and it comes back again to that first conversation you have to be on the same page you know the reality is that you are creating a whole new you're on a new journey with a whole other human being who has come from a different a different family with you know probably i mean no matter what there's some different values in there and you need to remain i mean here's another scenario in terms of being a united front it is absolutely critical and you have to be ready i think that it's if if you bump up against a wall generally speaking it's going to be better for the parent the partner whose parent it is so in other words if if the issue was you know my mom you know, sticking her nose in and being like, I don't think that, you know, your husband should be doing blah, blah, blah with the kids, that I'm the one to take that on with my mother as opposed to having him go to, go head to head with her because there's just a different kind of communication. Obviously it would be ideal if your partner has great communication with your in-laws, have at it because it's always better to have that direct communication. But nine times out of ten, you need to come back together with your partner. And then the the partner whose parent it is that is the 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 one that's not with the program that is having a hard time and feels like it needs to be done their way, that's where the conversation, who the conversation needs to happen between. And you need to be to be prepared to be like, I'm really sorry that you're not in agreement with this, but I need to like if you want to spend time with our with these my kids and I really want you to, you need to get with the program because this is how we're doing it. And these are our children.
0: Yeah. I love that you brought that up because that is sometimes the scenario where the the your you almost don't want to talk to your own parent and you put it on your partner. Go talk to him, and yeah. it's like, come on, yeah. you got to help me. Not out here. cool.
1: It's not going to go as well as I think you having the more unfiltered conversation that we can typically have with our own parents.
0: Those are three great tools, Anaya, that you threw on the table right there. Uh, I I think that this uh, this conversation is so important. And, and it's also the conversation that you nailed at the beginning of, of having this conversation with your partner and ultimately having it with your in-laws that are going to be a part of raising this little person that is now in your life. And if everyone can get on, the, I hate using the term, on the same page, it, 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 it is, it's amazing. And, and gosh, as I know, because I have blown it so many times where I didn't have these conversations and it all comes to a head. And it's usually over Thanksgiving dinner when everyone's had a couple drinks. (laughs) And then all of a sudden someone says, you know, quit saying that or talking that way. Whereas if we just had the conversation when cooler
1: heads were applied. Everybody would know what's up. Yeah. There and then go. they can and then they can just show up in that way because it's a much more difficult thing, just for us as humans, we have egos. It's a much more difficult thing to make the quote unquote mistake and then have somebody call us on that rather than to say, you know, we don't swear in our house, just as a ridiculous example, but like just <laughs> we don't swear in our house. Much better for somebody to know, oh, not gonna drop any F sharps. As opposed and uh, you know, as opposed to doing it and then having somebody yeah. reprimand you. I
0: remember re- something that was super, super important to, uh, to 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 Karen with the kids, and I uh, I, I think I might have mentioned on the show was uh, television. She just didn't want news on all yeah. the time, and her parents, uh, her dad, loved having the news on all the time. He just yep. you know n- whether it's ESPN or whatever, just I'm gonna have the news this on plugged into
1: the outside world. Yeah, yeah.
0: just like I, you know, no different than when you go and you know someone's house. You know, back in the day, I remember as a kid, AM radio was on all the time. Mm-hmm. Just AM radio, AM radio. And okay, cool, whatever. And, and she was really adamant. I just don't want those images, even though they're little teeny people. Mm-hmm. You think, I just don't want that going through their yeah. mind. And I remember we had to have that conversation a few times, and then it happened, and it, and it worked out. But that was definitely like a, oh, wow, really? Yep. Okay, that's, you know, and I could see the look. And, Same thing but,
1: with dietary stuff. That's yeah, another big absolutely. one. And, and that's a, maybe that's a really good example to just illustrate one final time. Like, if you're like, you know what, we don't give our kids juice, and your parents' you're like, look at you, you're perfectly healthy, and we gave you juice from the time you could, like, sip it, you know? And you're like, yes. And I get it, and I'm, I, you know, I think I, I turned out pretty well. But there's lots of new research that's saying we don't give kids juice before the age of one. So that's what we're trying and 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 hoping for the best. There's new science, mom. Just you know, blah blah blah. And and then hopefully that's the end of it. And hopefully they respect the rule that you've made. And if your kids come home totally wired because they've been given given soda or juice or whatever, then you say, look. We're not going to be able to have the kids over to your place if you keep breaking our rules. Like we're trying to establish a regular like pattern here for our kids to be the best that they can be. Please be respectful of this or they're not going to be spending I'm time. I'm going to go other you.
0: way grandpa style like when my grandchildren come over it's just going to be like just everything's so fresh and organic at his house like it'll be the it'll be the opposite. It's so boring. He gives us like raw salmon. <laughs> And yeah, and with water, it's floating in water. I can't go there. He gave us apples. Uh, gives us potatoes. Wow,
1: salmon in water. We're. I don't know.
0: Head? Just just to bum them out. Okay. All right. Hey, I want to thank everyone. Uh, this was a great topic. Anea, thank you so much, and for the and for the parents th- that you're right about because I, I saw an email today that said we're two months away you know, to, from having our, our first baby. Hey, during these next two months, be, besides uh, getting some sleep because you're going to need it, uh, make a phone call, get an email, set up a time that you can get together with the in-laws that are going to be a part of your life and have these conversations because I'm telling you right now, have them now and not in the throes of like I did. We're leaving your house because it's cold at two in the morning. Don't yep. don't, don't be that. Like, learn from my mistakes. That's the best thing about doing this show is that I get a, I get you guys Get to do it right and learn from all my mistakes. That's, I I love that. So generous of you. I know. Hey, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Write a review if you like the show. Go to iTunes, write a review. We'll be back next week and and hopefully my house will still be standing. What do you think? Do you,
1: I'm, I, you know what? Chess is. Amazing! I think it's all going to be good, and everybody's going to have a good time. You're going to come back, and maybe she'll invite you back even earlier this year. Maybe I can't wait to hear how. Maybe. That goes.
0: All right. With that said, my name is Joe Sib. Anna Boak. This is Rap Parenting. We're out hey, of here. My name is Joe Light Sib. <laughs>